I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast where we rub down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to the Supercoach Black Book Part 4. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, Ryan Shotgun, in the rub is the stats wizard himself. Look at the weasel, hey, of course. how's it going? We've got the big fella, Guru, what's going on, mate? Boys, Part 4, we've made it. Jeez, we got there oh, limping, fuck me. It's It's been a marathon. Not a sprint, a marathon. An absolute gruel. I've got reason. calluses on my thumbs from rubbing it down so hard. I don't know how you do this fucking, this many pods, you know, because you do this all year longer. We'll cut it back in season to maybe one or two a week. But, you know, we're pumping out four or five a week at the moment. This is your, the, the norm for you. I don't know how the fuck you do it. Mate, I'm just loving talking to someone else other than myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, God. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to crack a beer. I've been drinking. Crack them crack, crack if you got them. Yep. I'm going to continue on the Mark Tinicellos. So, Super Bowl, the Rams got up. I had a massive day. I was up at 8 a.m. Um, cracking tinnies. Put, I think I had about 14 or 15 bets on. Ended up, uh, I think I'm 170 in front. Had Cooper Cup as the MVP, which got me home. I think that was paying eight to one, a, a, a sneaky tenor on that. So that got me home in the end. But yeah, fuck boys, did you catch any of the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, I watched the, watched a bit of it. Um, halftime show was ridiculous. Oh, I know. Um, that that was like shades of uh, the early uh, late nineties. Was so fucking good, man. Oh, mate, I it's a it. it's a nineteen ninety nine fucking um, CD that you've burnt, yeah. from your mate. Exactly, I, I loved it. And look, you, you saw some um, some clips of Kanye fucking rocking out with it. Look, I, I thought it was awesome, and that finish was fucking awesome. It was so good. You know, I had a thought a thought to myself when I was watching it, like because me and the fellow boys were up and we're just going, "Fuck, this is good." But I'm thinking to myself, blokes that are 20 and 21 years old are probably looking at this, going, "Who are these cunts? What's this song? Yeah, exactly. What yeah, is this? How good is this? Who 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 are these people? I've never heard of them." Guru, did you get catching the game? I know you were on um on the on bloke today. Did yeah, no, I was on bloke. So I, I got to see the last two minutes, and we stopped for the halftime show. And uh, 
not sure if you, you blokes know this, but the uh, Denon's producer in there, his name's Matty Buxton, champion fellow, very good at what he does. He's actually in the uh, he's in the top zero point zero one percent of Eminem listeners on Spotify. So he is one of Whoa, the bigger. Super fan. Oh mate, ah, super he, super he, fan. He's Stan. Wow. He's actually Stan. Yeah, he's. Yes, yes. Unbelievable. Does he have have white hair? No, I've actually seen him. He doesn't. (laughs) But no, we uh, we stopped at halftime to watch that, and Maddie was absolutely fucking beside himself. Uh, And then we got. I got to watch the last two minutes or so. So, uh, pretty exciting finish. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's probably the first time ever with a Super Bowl. I would have been happy to see either side win. Yeah. 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 I mean. Obviously, I spent two weeks bloody researching the game and putting my bets on because I'm a fucking degenerate. But um, my heart was saying Bengals, but um, in the end, my head was saying Rams. I just thought their defense was going to be too good, and in the end, it was. Aaron Donald made the play, and um, fucking the Rams come home with it. So, yeah, I'm sitting pretty, boys. Sitting pretty. I've got money to burn, and I will be burning it first round of rugby league. That's for sure. As a uh, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, it's like watching your uh, your younger brother that you thought there was always something wrong with um, yeah. achieve something. So. <laughs> oh god! All right. So part four of the Supercoach Black Book, boys, uh, guys listening. If you haven't caught any of the Black Book. Um, parts that we've gone through please go back and listen to them first but look we just go through four teams this is the last four in the series we just vibe it out we talk about teams about how they're going to fare in 2022 super coach wise um will they improve will they shit the bed uh you know we talk about some guys coming off contract some lineup questions uh and then we just try and whittle it down to some some lads that you can you know, chucking your your black book for some value plays later on in your draft. So tonight we have the Dragons, the Roosters, Warriors, and West Tigers. So we'll kick it off straight away with the Dragons. So really good finals, uh, strength of schedule, sixth. Um, and throughout the season, they've got a pretty good strength of schedule as well. Um, gains, they've got heaps of gains here. Jaden Sewer, Francis Molo, George Burgess. Uh, Moses Zimbai, Moses Suli, Aaron Woods, Jack Jigveski, if that's how you fucking say his name, um, Tate Moga, off contract, guys. There's a list here, but really the only guy I care about is Blake Laurie. Blake Laurie, off contract. Get him in your sides. He's going to average 65. Um, I don't know, guys. What are you thinking here? I'll start with you, Guru. So, look, last year, super coach scoring-wise, uh, they were 13th, so they weren't all that impressive. Um be terrible in defense as well. So teams are really racking up Supercoach scores when they're playing them. This year, I know, you know, listen to you and, and Denon guys talking about this, you know, the money ball side for the Dragons because they've obviously spent, well, they haven't spent a lot, but they've got a lot of blokes in there and there's going to be a lot of chopping and changing. They've obviously got a lot of young guys in the side. Um, first up, I just want you to talk about, you know, where these young guys are going to sit Tyrell Sloan, is he going to play fullback? Do you think Amoni is going to be six? Where's Sullivan going to fit? How do you see this Dragons lineup um, taking the field in round one? 
I'll tell you first up something for free. I'm not going near fucking Blake Laurie this year after he fisted me last season. I can't do uh, that again. Mate, so. I'll, I'll let him slide to your peril, mate. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'll let him slide to the waiver wire and pick him up a little bit later <laughs> yeah, and be disappointed. Nah, take Moylan first, bro. No, I'll take Moylan for sure. Um, as far as these young guys go, uh, I you know I, I, I don't think it's set in stone, but I'm pretty confident that Amone will start in the six. Uh, yep. I'd be shocked if he's not the six realistically. I think Sloan... Uh, he's probably the one that has um, cemented their spot out of all of them. I think he will be the fullback. And then uh, for he's Bud some, Sullivan. He's got some fucking season, doesn't he? Oh, mate. Well, that, what about that, 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 that media try. that he scored on Saturday night? He just, especially in the wet, he's just so, yeah. he's just rapid. Yeah. So I I think Sloan will have to be the one. I think Amona will be the six. And, uh, mate, I just, I, I, I would pick Bud Sullivan at 14, but I just, I don't see a world where you, pay for Moses and buy and you don't use him I just mm. uh, that's my only worry I yeah mate, I, I reckon Bud Sullivan he could you know like my my, my draft is going to be this Saturday so it's going to be before trials so as much as I think Amone is the six I mean Bud Sullivan could still grab that jersey so I'm very interested to see where Bud Sullivan goes uh you know he could quite easily be around you know 17 pick he, he could even fall, 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 fall to the waiver I doubt it but he could also go as early as round 12 or 13 if someone's high on him and thinks he's going to get the six jersey. So he's an interesting one. But I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not overly keen on any of them. I think Sloan's probably the safest one. I just, he needs to score a try uh, to score well in Supercoach from what I've seen so far without diving too heavily in the stats. That was just my impression of him last year. I really like Amone, but he's another guy that I'm. He's going to have to come up with a lot of attacking stats, and I'm just not sure um, if the Dragons are going to have that many points in them. Um, as we said, this this money ball approach that they've got, I, I don't mind it, but I, I really don't love it either, you know. So, um, yeah, the, the, those three, huge potential, and they could be super coach relevant over the next few years, but I'm not overly keen on any of them. Where, where, where do you boys sit on them? Look. What are you thinking here, mate? Well, I have to I have to admit, Sloan, I was I was a bit keen on before the All Stars game, and yeah, look, I think that he's definitely one to to throw throw your hat in the ring. Um, the problem is, everyone's obviously seen that game, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be high on him. So I don't think you're going to get him at any level of discount. So it's it is a tough one because a lot of the players um, come the finals, they've got a good run. Like Natty alluded to it before, they've they do have a good run, but are they are they going to be playing for the spoon at that point? Um, are they going to have all of their confidence absolutely shot at that point? That's a, that's a tough thing. Um, I'm I'm pretty big on Hunt. I think that he's going to have a lot of um, a lot of responsibility. Obviously, um, taking around pretty well a patches team. I think a, a statistical stack that probably. Um, that probably should be thought of is is Hunt and maybe Jaden Sewer, who will play on the right. So I think that's probably one that um, that might slip with a few people. I think Jaden Sewer is a, a great player, runs some good lines. He's probably not as a um, as attacking minded as he probably want, but you could do worse at the at the back end of a draft for sure. Yeah, nice. I do like the Hunt play. The the guy for me, and look, I'm pretty confident that Jack Bird's going to be the thirteen. Uh, so you've got you know a CTW dual two RF there, which is sexy as fuck. I do like that play with Jack Bird. Um, I I really I really like Zach Lomax. Now, I think even in a side that's going to be struggling to score you know 
points in the NRL and probably isn't going to string that many wins together. I still think you can get a 60 to 65 average out of Zach Lomax pretty mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, and I've said it before, we talked about this on the CTW podcast, Walker. Ben Hunt, there's going to be times when, you know, these young guys aren't going to fire and he's going to have to lean on his security blanket, which is Zach Lomax. Not only is he really good under the high ball, but he's got a lovely in and away, nice flick ball, loves to use his outside winger as well. I just think with a full preseason under his, under his belt and, you know, no injury worries coming into 2022 season, I think Zach Lomax could possibly be the third best CTW after Garrick and Toa at the end of the season. What are your thoughts, mm, Guru? Yeah, I don't mind him, mate. I just struggle to trust him to stay fit, to be honest with you. I'm a huge fan of Lomax, but I just, I don't know, and and I'm not talking off stats or anything. I just always get a vibe that there's an injury just around the corner with him. But when he is playing, um, I mean, his scores are very impressive. A 57 average last year, and I think there's two injury-affected games in there, one that he only scores... Uh, five points in. He very rarely goes under that 40 sort of point mark. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see where Lomax goes in, in a lot of these comps. I was just I was just having a look at what I said about Sloan before, so sorry to come back to it, but I mean, he played five games last year. He scored a try in all of them and scored a double against South Sydney and finished with average of 64. Um, I mean, if you're scoring six tries in five games as a fullback, you're averaging 64. I just don't think he's going to be able to maintain that. Um, he's expecting it into the 70s if he's scoring a try every game. Well, yeah, and I mean, yeah. mate, the, 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 the first three games, he scored a try in all of them, and he went 35, 55, 43. Um, that's a bit of a red flag for me. He finished strong, mm. I mean, against South Sydney. I mean, the reality is he scored 91 against the Cowboys. He scored 95 against the South Sydney side, resting most of their stars, and he scored three tries in those two games, and um, 91, 95, you know, they're, they're good scores, but fuck, he's, you know, he's scored about 60 or 70 points in both those games solely off attacking stats because he doesn't have a heap of base. So I, I don't know. He's one for me that I'm not, I, I, I sort of more look at those first three games when he was playing actual first grade squads that weren't the fucking Cowboys and arrested South Sydney. And I, I, I actually think he could be a bit of a trap this year, to be honest with you. I think that we're going to get. Someone's going to get desperate at fullback. He's going to be a little bit higher on draft boards than what he should be because of that 64 average. I wouldn't be surprised to see that drop to sub-50 this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, mate. We're, we've, just, we're sort... we've, just, we've just done the fullback, and like it's deep enough that you don't necessarily have to make a play at guys like Sloan. Yeah. Because we, it's deep enough that even in a 14-man league, like there should be enough options there that you don't have to really throw roll the dice and you can have a, a semi-decent option. And look, when we were doing the rankings for for the fullback and the CTW spot, because obviously he's dual, but like we really tried hard to get Sloan in, you know, into the top forty, and we really wanted to have him justify it. And we just couldn't put him there. And like there was a lot of people that sort of DM'd us, you know, saying like, "Where's Sloan?" Um, I was like, "Look, he's untested," you know. And look, yeah, when you dive into the stats, it's really it really isn't that impressive. He's a young kid. yeah, I'm. I'm just not. I'm. I'm. To be honest, if it's not on my bench, I'm not gonna pick up these young blokes for the dragons. I, I, I'm just not gonna make that gamble. And I, nothing about them sort of justifies me. You know, when I'm like, yeah, it's a gamble, but I'm. I'm confident with it. It's none of them fo- sort of fall into that category for me. So for the dragons, I'm really only looking at Zach Lomax, Ben Hunt, um, 
I do like Jack Bird. I'm, I'm pretty big on Jack Bird. Um, Black Laurie will go second round for me. I'll get him in my side. <laughs> what about Moses Suli? He's an interesting one. Yeah, he's a, he's a wild card, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I Yeah, mate. I, to, to be honest with you, and this will probably shock you because I've been uh, the number one supporter of Jack Bird at 13. I, I actually think that the team is better suited to have Jack DeBellin in the 13 jersey. Um, I... I I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jack Bird this year. Even if he starts at 13, I'm not convinced he will stay there all season, to be honest with you. Um, I like him on an edge, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I think Hook came out and said the other day that he was get, he was going to play closer to the middle, and I think people have straight away gone, that means 13. Mm. I'm not convinced yeah. it does, to be honest with you. I, I've got a feeling he will end up in the second row, but you know, you have got Tariq Sims, you have got Jaden Sewer there, so... They made the specific purchase to get to her. So I, I'd be very, very interested to see if they if they do look to move um, Bird to an edge. Yeah, I yeah I, I, I look at Sully, though. I think he has got a heap of upside. But I also, uh, God, he's another guy that, you know, for where you're probably going to have to draft him because I think people are going to be not, not super high on him, but um, I think people will be interested because of how he finished last year at the Manly oh, that Seagulls. last month. Yeah, he incredible. awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, what he he played he played four games in the last I think it's eight weeks. So yeah, like a month of football at the back end, and his like his worst score was seventy one. His highest was eighty three. Mm. So you're looking at a you know a five round average of seventy odd points there. So there will be a lot of people very keen on him. I just in that dragon side, is he going to score as many points as when he was standing outside Turbo in his you know greatest mm. in anyone's greatest season of all time? I don't know, and I, I mean, he's just going to have to work harder at the Dragons, and respectfully to Moses Sul, it's not really up his alley. It never really has been. So, I, how, I, how like, many how many clubs has he been at the last five years? Uh, mate, that's exactly it. He's been supremely talented the entire time. Oh, and he's, yeah. Uh, he, he, he's a journeyman. He's how old? Mm. He's twenty three years old. He's, he's a journeyman who's who should be a starting centre at the first club he appeared at. You know, the biggest red flag for me is he'll be standing outside Amon, which. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't have any confidence in that edge. So, if he was on the other side, if he was running off Hunt, you know, you you, you might dip your toe in. But on that left edge, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to buy into it. All right, what about this question? Jack- it reminds me a lot of Joey Lailua. Yeah, except it hasn't had that proven potential just yet. Yeah. All right, what about this, Jack Bird or you and Aiken? Who are you picking? Who are you drafting first, Guru? Aiken. Aiken. Yeah. Okay. Aiken. Whatever you look, Aiken. Yeah. Look, the, the only the only the only reason why I'd, I'd look at Bird is just because of that awesome transfer schedule at the back end of the season when they went to Kraken. But look, I just think that Aiken offers more, um, and he's got a better base. I we know how he's going to play in the position that he's going to be playing. We haven't had much sighting of um, of Jack in the past three years at lock. I think he's been played out of out of his best position for a while. It's going. I hope it works out for him, um, and he's not just shifted around and bounced around a few different positions this season. Fuck me, the Dragons! Isn't it spelling Trap City here? The whole team. We've mm. just we've just talked about seven or eight traps in this side. And mate, I I think that just throughout the year, I think there will be a lot of chopping and changing just because they've got mm. so many guys. And I mean. When you have that sort of money ball side, you're exactly right. It's just going to, they're going to be trying to see where the pieces fit best. Yeah, and I, I, I'm willing to bet that Mozambique is probably going to be the most popular player on the fucking waiver wire this year because he will come in and play 
fullback, five-eight, halfback, and hooker throughout the season, and you'll use him. Then the main guy will come back. Then he'll get dropped. I, I reckon in most comps he'll be picked up four or five times in in, in deep competitions. Moses, the village bicycle mountain yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah, look, mate, it's it's Zach Lomax or Ben Hunt for me, and, and nobody. Oh, I think I think Jack DeBellin is an interesting one because he's obviously like Dorf. And you're talking about this money in the front row. No, no, no. Play, playing in the front, playing in the front row. He'll do a job, get you 50, 50 odd. He'll pick up the front row forward at some point in the season as well. Yeah, that's true. That's that is something that you can't that's deny is, is a value. I just don't know the minutes that because his PPM is sort of 0.9 high, not, not so you know, like it's not, yeah, you know, he's gonna get 50 minutes, he's gonna get 48, 50 points. Um, yeah, I will say, what, I, I what probably you, do draft him that. I I probably rather him at front row because you know when he was playing lock he was that link man in attack and he was I think like he I think he bumps away from the points but I think he bumps up his PPM for sure when he's in the middle yeah but gets less minutes yeah 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 I, I don't know I think this forward pack we can lump them in with the Raiders um, who else did we say the Sharkies the Sharkies they've got they've got fucking George Burgess they've got Aaron Woods they've got um, who's the guy who's who's, um, Moose as well yeah so they've got a fuck ton of players that that are coming in yep Raiders Sharks Dragons don't touch the football Mm, there's there's one guy in this squad and look I don't think he's gonna be overly relevant I think he'll be in their team but if something happens that and and I think he's got the potential to do it just watch the form of Francis Molo if he ends up being Ooh, a 55 yeah. minute front rower I think he'll be a, a, a 55 point scorer I personally don't think he will be but he's one guy that if he if he hits the ground running and he hits really good form he could be super coach relevant but I mean it, it is going to be tough in that pack I'm sort of clutching at straws there looking for something to say to be honest with you but he's just one just to keep in your back pocket just to have a look at I still wouldn't draft him I still wouldn't draft him with a pick 17 but just keep an eye on him he'll, he'll be sitting mm. on your waiver wire I think and uh, if he does end up being the best guy to come out of preseason or you see him in a trial and he's doing really well um, uh, you know I, I remember sitting here in, in the preseason lo- looking at Isaiah Papali'i and going fuck he looks good but there just won't be a spot with him and I look at who I wasted my pick 15, 16, 17 picks on fuck I, I look at who I, I, I wasted my pick 6 on and I think god wouldn't an Isaiah Papali'i have been fucking handy to have and I, I don't think this guy has that sort of potential but I, I think with minutes he could be a 55 guy but as I said that is sort of clutching at straws a little bit yeah. I mean the only thing you're worried about there is who, who is going to be dropped out of the team like you, they're running they're running with three forwards guaranteed I just can't see the minutes going for really any of the forwards. Yeah, the only thing I would argue is that he's probably the only real explosive guy in there. Mm. If you, you've got a lot of very similar forwards in this team. Like you look like I put Aaron Woods, I put Blake Laurie in the same sort of kettle of fish. They're not your explosive guys, whereas as he, well, he has... Back got, in the day, Burgess might have been, but he's well Back past in the that. day, but I, I, yeah, I think he's well and truly past that. I mean, mm. yeah, Bur- Burgess, if we can get him back to his absolute best, he could be an interesting one, but with the injuries and everything... Mate, Brian said on our pod the other day, he said, no one has ever come back from that injury and that surgery to yeah. play rugby league in, 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 in rugby league. So wow. Andy, Andy Murray did it in tennis and like, it, it would be a big shock if he's come back and does anything. No. Nah. Nah. All right, boys, that's enough of the drag. Jeez, we can dribble on about subpar teams, can't we? 
<laughs> How long did we spend on the Titans? Jesus. Oh, shit. All right, let's get into the, the star-studded Roosters. Just have a look at this team, boys. Hey, what a fucking season from the Roosters coming up. I'm going to ask a legitimate question. Is there anyone okay. is there is there anyone in the Roosters that you're not looking at? That Me. you do not that you do not want in your team in that starting 13. Um in all seriousness, uh the front rowers. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, eight to ten, I'm not interested in it at all. Outside of that, I'll take them. Yep. One hundred percent. I totally agree. I think yeah, look, I'm not big on JWH. He's a bit over the hill. They're going to man- manage his minutes throughout the season. You'll probably see him build up towards the finals like they did last yeah, year. Siwa, yeah. look, he's got a lot of niggling injuries. I expect the same from him this year. He's also moving on in 2023. Collins coming back from that ACL. You can't expect a lot from him, mm-hmm. but fucking uh, bar, bar that. Oh, and and and, Ver- and Verrill's not interested. Um, I think no. Watson Watson is a very interesting one, and we've spoken at length about him. Yeah, well, let's fucking get into that. So, Guru, talk to us about what you think is going to happen with Connor Watson. We're huge on him. Um, he's a gamble that we want to take in our draft. But as the preseason has sort of ticked along, starting you know doubt is starting to creep into our minds about the minutes that he's going to get because. To be honest, anything sub 50, I'm sort of starting to get a little bit worried about drafting him. But if he can get 50 minutes, 50 50 to 55, I'm pretty confident he can average 60 to 65. So, but how does that work? Do you know what I mean? Like, is Sam Barrels going to start the game and play, you know, 60 minutes at hooker and then there's only 20 minutes left at hooker? Does he rotate through lock and how does that work? What do you see happening with the 14 Connor Watson? I'll say this to start. I reckon that the Roosters are worth watching very closely in trials because, I mean, Brandon Smith is arriving there next year. There, there isn't a future here for Sam Verrills. Let's be perfectly mm. honest here. Not at all. Not at all. So, I, I oh, mate, and you look, uh, uh, Sam Verrills is, is out round one as well. He's got a suspension hanging over him from last year. Mate, the Roosters play at the SCG 3pm Saturday against the fucking Newcastle Knights. I assume Connor Watson will start at 9 to replace Verrills. And, yep. mate, I'll tell you what, Watson, I reckon well, there is the potential that Watson doesn't let go of that jersey. Fuck. And I've, th- I've actually thought about this. Mm. You only need a one big game from Connor Watson and then all of a sudden they go, oh, fuck, right, okay, we've actually got it. Uh, an absolute superstar here. Why wouldn't we start him at nine? Well, mate, he, he's been in the Roosters system before. They know what sort of a superstar he is. And mate, it's what not very often they let a guy go and they bring him back as well. Mm. And that says, that says a lot. A lot. Yeah, speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. And like, and I've said this to people, you know, in their DMs or Twitter or whatever the fuck, they bought him back for a reason. Yeah. They haven't oh, bought him so. back to fucking play twenty minutes. And just fill a gap while Sam Verrills has a has a break. If you think if you think that's the player he's going to be, and that's the reason why they've got Connor Watson in their side, you're pretty naive. He's an X factor. They want him to. They want him on there when bodies are tired, and they want him to make an impact. And look, I'm big on him. It's just the minutes, the minutes away from me. And like you said, Guru, these trials for the Roosters is going to be really, really interesting and I'm going to have a fucking keen eye on him. But there's plenty of other questions in this Rooster side as well. I mean, I, in my head, I'm thinking that Paul Mamorossi will get the left centre spot and you'll have Kevin Aguama on the right wing. 
or conversely, they'll it'll be swapped. Say Kevin Aguama on the left um, center and uh, Momorowski on the right wing. I don't know which way it happens. I just think both of these guys make this side. I think they've bought in some depth so they don't have to overuse Joseph Suwali. I mean, he's just a kid. I think this allows them time to sort of you know get him battle tested and get him ready for first grade, and they don't have to use him. I'm sure we'll see him at some part, you know, during the season um, here and there with injuries and resting and stuff like that. But I don't think they'll start with him. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I think a good under the radar signing that they had was Renu Fatoni. I thought he was really good last season with the doggies, and I think he's only going to be a depth player, so he might not get too much of a start this season, but. Look, if he gets his opportunity and that quality honour, Jesus, he's a great. He's, he, he will be good in last season as well at times. Natty, how good is Wookie? You ask him about the fucking centres, and he, he, he hits you with a front rower. He's coming I'm, on. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you chipped him for that because I'm I'm over here. I'm rolling my eyes so fucking much. I'm about to do uh, a backflip. I've just asked you a, a, a legitimate question about the centres, and dickhead over there goes, "Oh, you know who I like? Fucking a Tony. Let's talk about him. How about we get Guru to answer the question I asked first? Yeah, there you go, mate. Go <laughs> On that, I actually agree with everything Wook said. I was waiting for a moment to say it, but when the old uh, centre conversation came I, up, it didn't. No, uh, I, I had to get in there early because I knew I, I knew it. that I knew that you had your finger on the pulse with it, and you would get there in first. So I just needed to make myself heard. And there you go, Guru. It's on you. It certainly did. Uh, so let's talk centres, Natty. Let's, uh, let's let's stick to the script. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! That was all time, Wook. That was the best. Yeah, go, Guru. I'll be honest with you. I think I'm going to need the question again. Yeah, I'm just talking about. Um, I think Joseph Suwali won't make the side to start yeah. the year. I think Paul Momoroski will be the center, and and, and Kevin Guama will be the winger. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I agree. Can I ask you what did uh, what did Brian say on your podcast the other day about Suwali? I know he's coming back from a Liz Frank injury, which traditionally is one of yeah, the most unpredictable injury. injuries ever. Um, yep. did, is he expecting him to be fit round one? Yeah, he didn't say that, you know, he was too worried about it. He did say, like, it's a troublesome injury and he hates them, um, especially for outside backs. But he wasn't really too concerned about Sawali. He didn't bring it up like, oh, you know, stay away from him or anything like that. He said he said it'd be fit for round one, but, look, it's going to come down to who wins the race. Um, yeah. It's going to be eight months post-surgery by yeah, the time wow. round one rolls around. And, look, that, that's, that's pretty much bang on when you're expecting to get players back. It's probably going to have some impact to his performance, I'm guessing. So, I, based on that alone, I think you've got like one of the best centers in, well, who played in the UK last year, ready to rock and roll. So, I think, I think the team is, as it's shown on the sheet, I think it's actually a bit asked about. I think you have Nagama playing center and you have Momorowski on the wing. Yeah, I think Suwali might be a cracking pick, you know, 15, 16, 17 in that. When he's not playing, he you know if, if you're playing in a captain's league and you're trying to VC loophole, I think he would be perfect to have in your side to chuck in the CTWs and do your VC loophole. And then whenever he gets an opportunity for the Chooks, um, you essentially play him unless he's got Melbourne or Penrith for me. So I like the Swali pickup, but you, you need to understand going into it um, that, that that's where you're sitting. You're waiting for his opportunity to come. It won't be every week. It will come with upside. Um, just, just just circling back to one thing that each of you said before. First thing on Connor Watson, just having a look and, and after having him for a couple of years, I mean, I, I think if you're going to draft Watson, 
you, you have to – your mindset can't be around minutes. Uh, and I know that's hard to do, but I just think that he is a guy that, you know what, he's going to have his 24 points in him every few weeks, but he's also mm. going to have his 104 points in 30 minutes. And I think at the Roosters – I, I, even if he was to average 40 minutes, I'm still going to back him into average 55-odd there because, mate, sniffing around the ruck, the way they play, the way that he's going to bounce off Tedesco, his support play, the amount of forwards they have that offload, I just think Watson is going to score so many fucking junk time points. Mm, it's yeah. not even funny. So I'm, I am I understand what what you're saying, Nat, Natty, about the minutes. And, mate, if he was at any other club other than Penrith, Melbourne and the Roosters... I'd be a lot more worried about it, but I just think the Chooks he's going to collect points and Renault for Tony. I, I think he's going to make the round one team. I little exclusive. I haven't mentioned it anywhere yet, but uh, I saw Egan Butcher today in a moon boot and on crutches. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, without knowing how bad that is, but I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if a Tony finds his way into the side either. I and if he does. I think he's one to keep an eye on. I think Maria Hargraves is going to be – someone's going to fall into that trap this year. I just can't see a world oh, where he Tony's plays. got a PPM of like 1.4 or something. It's good, man. It's, it's very fucking good. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's, we were sucking his dick beautiful. hard last year. And we were so happy when he was getting a start starting um, spot at the Dogs because we were just like, this kid is unbelievable. Like yeah. the stuff he was doing with the limited minutes he was getting was just unbelievable. So if he can get a crack, fuck him all over him. Yeah, and I, I think he will be there and thereabouts. I think by the end of the season, he will definitely be in the side. Um, but it, it just depends how many minutes he gets. Obviously, Lindsay Collins, the longer the season goes, the better he will get coming off an ACL as well. So, uh, But I'll tell you what, if there's an injury to Rhea Hargraves or Takiaho, which, you know, touch what I'm wrong, wouldn't shock me in the slightest coming off the season they just had. A Tony could be absolutely anything oh, for you if he's, you've got he's him. He's number one in the waiver wire, yeah. straight up, if that happens. Big time, big time. Any mail on who's going to kick goals? Just say Paul Monroski does make the side. Like we're, we're pretty confident that he will. Does he have his nose in front? Because I know he's a really good goal kicker, but he hasn't kicked at NRL level in a while. I'm not sure that Siwa gets it. I think it's probably going to be between Sam Walker and Paul. Any mail on, on the goal kicking there, Guru? No, nah, not yet, mate. I think it will be Momorowski. Um, I mean, we'll have a pretty good idea. Friday, 6 p.m., they play their first trial game. Hopefully, Walker and Momorowski are playing. We'll get a good idea then. But um, mm. I think this is a team, the Roosters, that in February, I don't think who's going to goal kick would even be on their fucking radar, to be honest with you. But I agree, Takiaho, I can't see him getting the duties. I think it will be Walker or Momorowski. Um, and personally, I, I, I think it's... I, I don't know. And I said it when, when Sam Walker came on last year that I would rather give the kicking duties to just anyone else just to let him focus on himself. Mm. They still gave it to him for a while there, so I don't know. But I, I, I think Paul Momorowski will probably be the guy and... When I'm sitting down draft day um, next Saturday, uh, if Momorowski and Sam Walker kick in the trial the night before, in my head, I'm, I'm picking Momorowski thinking he's going to goal kick. That's going to be my mindset, but that's just my vibe that I've picked up on. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, fuck. It's it's big because that goal kicking in this side that's going to score a lot of points, it's it's massive for your draft, isn't it? Because obviously, Paul Momorowski, you can add, what, 12 to 16 points? Oh, I, I, I would have yeah. said... 14 easy on a bad day. Yeah. On a good day, you know, you could add 30 there in this side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, genu- genuinely. 
Now, Wooker, give us a statistical stack here for this rooster side. There's so, I mean, when you're just looking at real estate. How long, I mean, how, how long do we have? Sam Walker into Daniel Tupu on the left. You've got Kiri into fucking Satili or Kiri into Kevin Aguama on the wing or Paul Momorowski. I mean, it's, it's all so sexy, but what are the stats saying? Look, I think it might be better to just go by exclusion. Um, okay. So... In the, in the finals, Manu actually has a pretty bad statistical matchup. He's got the third worst um, for the left center. I mean, sorry, right center. Um, going through, I mean, everyone else, and I'm looking through the entire team, they've got a top five, top six um, positional matchup. So, I mean, I actually, in the hooker is a bit challenging. They've got the third worst as well. But look, I mean, Gussie, not that good. Fourth worst. It, Yep. Every every single other position is top five. Jesus. Can so I just... Look, what can, would you stack here? What would you stack if you were going to pick two players? You know, would it be a Kiri and a Satili or, or you're looking on the other edge with Sam Walker, Walker and, and a Toops? Walker, like, Walker and a Toops, mate. I think you get Toops on a, on a fucking song as well. Guru, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I like it. I was just going to throw something in with Joey Manu, and, and, and this wasn't uh, one of my stats. One, one, one of the guys over at the playbook, Steve, actually showed me this the other day. Yeah. Uh, and it's on Joey Marner, his average score by round group. This is something that Supercoach Stats offers. So they group it into round 1 to 10, 11 to 18, 19 to 26. So the last two years, uh, Manu's average in round 1 to 10, in 2020 it was 48. Uh, in 2021 it was 48. Sorry, it was 44 and 48. Then round 11 to 18 it went to 65 and 66. And then in round 19 to 26 it went to 102 and 79. Um, and I, I would suggest that coincides with James Tedesco obviously going off to play Origin, yep, um, him jumping into fullback a little bit. But those numbers, I mean, he's going up by 60 and 40 from round 1 to 10 to round 19 to 26, two years in a row now. And you would have to assume this year that he probably roams a little bit more. Um, he's a guy that can be hit and miss, Joey Manu. And, you know, as, as, as Wook just said, his run home isn't great, but... I mean, fuck, it's pretty hard no, to argue with those numbers. Sounds like he's a bit of a grower, not a shower. We that's, are I think fucking that's huge on him, yeah. Guru. Massive. Yeah. Like, we sucked his dick in the CTW podcast, <laughs> and we when we went back for seconds in the fullback one. Like, he's a top 10 fullback. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we're huge on him. Maddie's uh, still cleaning up, to be fair. <laughs> no, I, every day I look at his name and I go, yep, I lick him, lick him my lips. I had to talk Walker around. He wasn't real, really big on him. And I had to get oh, I'm, I'm, him. Look, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, you it wasn't, it wasn't you around. that brought me around. Yes, it was, it was no. It was the. It was the male that he was getting a bit more of a roaming license let's to actually honest, get out of me. that corridor. Like, oh, you wow. know what? Fuck, Natty is right. He is right again. He got me. <laughs> He's correct. Made a broken clock's right twice. Fuck, you know we're massive. On, I'm massive on Joey Manu. I think he'll be a top five CTW easily. Um, by the end of the season, and like, oh, and we were talking about this, me and Walk. You know, the whole license to roam thing—it's real buzzword at the moment. It's, it's like, you know, training the house down. It's one of those fucking yeah. things you hear in the preseason, and you just hope that there's some merit behind it. But if it's true, and that he, you know, pops up on both sides of the field and just sort of is that exactly that roaming player. I feel like, then, I feel like he's just been wasted. The talent the that he's got is just ridiculous, and yeah. to, to have a guy similar to Latrell. But having him just in that one spot, just waiting for the ball to come to him, not seeking it out, it's just, you're missing a trick. 
What about what about this Satili Tupanua guru? Now I know that you're big on him. I'm quite big on him as well. I know he doesn't have a great base, but you're not drafting him for base. You're drafting him to score tries, which he does. I think he scored what twelve points. Correct me if I'm uh, twelve tries. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, twelve. I, I think off the dome it was twelve tries, and I think Fafita scored seventeen. Now yeah. consider that Satili Tupanua played with teenagers and journeymen as halves last year. Um, mm-hmm. That's huge. Oh, mate, Crazy. it's massive. I, I, now you've got Kiri. Now he's got Kiri. And, you know, it's a small sample size. I understand that. But when you look at those two games that Kiri played last year, I think it was the Roosters scored 17 tries across those two games. So, once again, granted, they gave it to the Tigers. They gave it to uh, the Manly Seagulls that we didn't know and love. Um, but I think it was 12 of those 17 tries were scored down the right edge. Uh, I think Satili scored one in each game, and he was denied another one. Um, I really do think that he could go more than 12 tries. And I, as much as David Fafita is more damaging than him, it wouldn't surprise me if Satili scores more tries than him because he is better utilised. He's put in better positions. Uh, so I, as much as the base isn't there and you are going to be riding for tries, once again, similar to Connor Watson, he's in a team that is going to score points. They're going to score tries. I think he's going to be the hot edge on that side. Um, another decent little stack there, I reckon, with... A Joey Manu or, or a Luke Keary. Uh, I, th- I think if you are going to go early on Satili, which you probably will in, in your competition, I think, because I think a few people will be behind him this year, you might as well stack him with uh, one of those two fellas. I love I love Keary and Satili. The two, my two favourite stacks here is Keary into Satili yep. and Walker into Toops for this side. I love both of those stacks. I think Keary's going to get the best out of Satili this year. He's one of the guys that I just don't... Well, apart from our podcast and your pod, podcast guru no one's really talking about him no one's really you know putting him high on their, on their pre-draft list you know you get a bit of blowback when you put him high on your ranks in the second row forwards I think there's massive value he's one of my favourite value players in the two RFs along with uh, Pretty Ricky I think they're both in for a really good season I think you'll get them at a, at a bargain basement price in your drafts I just I mean we could talk for fucking hours about this rooster side but yeah. I'll, I will fire a quick question at you both Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Luke Keary or Sam Walker, who are you drafting first? Guru first? I think I would go Keary, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I, I'm just having a look at, the, at, at their run home. And as you guys said, uh, well, you, you, you guys said it, it, it wasn't great. And obviously, a big emphasis on is round well, 24. The, roost, the Roosters have the second best. Uh, well, no, no. The, the, roost, the, the Roosters as a whole, positionally, Manu doesn't have a great run. Oh, okay, right, okay. They've got, a, yep. they've got a fantastic run overall. It's just the um, the players, like the left centre defending the right centre, those teams had a really good um, – they're good players from last season. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. I, I, I would – yeah, okay. I, I would take into consideration that they play the Broncos, the Cowboys, the West Tigers. They play three games in a row there around 21 to 23 at the SCG. Um, I, I'm – 
Yeah, you you guys have done more um, statistical stuff than me, but that doesn't overly scare me with Joey Manu. The grand final does. It's yummy. The Melbourne Storm, there's no doubt about that. If, you, if your grand final's round 24, uh, you're in a bit of hot curry there. But the other games, mm. I, I really do like them. I, I would probably lean towards uh, Kiri, mate, just because Sam Walker has got the odd 10 or 11 points in him, which does worry me a little bit. And I'm just not... I, I still just think that... You know, as good as Sam Walker did last year, uh, the reality is it was his team. It became his team. I don't think it is anymore. So that that just worries me a little bit with Sam Walker. And even when it was his team, geez, there's a lot of games here where he scores very average, you know, 36, 33, 38, yeah, 29. But a, lot of, a lot of those games were towards the back end of the season when he was he, he was like visibly fucked. Like yeah, he, he had he had he had injuries and all sorts of stuff and he was rattled as well a little bit. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was getting he was getting targeted. Oh, for sure. But mate, he's still going to get fucking targeted. He's going to oh, get no, more targeted. But he's, yeah. but, but he's he's got a few more kilos on the on the frame. Yeah, and I think that's going to be telling. He's going to have a, a full preseason with the team, a combination with Kiri. I think I think the um, would you take Sam Walker over Kiri Walk? Um, based on just based on coming back from the ACL, the concussion history with Kiri, I'd be going Walker, even though both of their bodies are a little bit fragile. I, I just think the a bit of the narrative with Walker having the preseason, like the first full preseason proper, um, with a full strength squad, um, and I think having a few kilos on the frame, I think for me, I'd be going Walker as a bit of a safer option. You throw into the mix that Kiri's still got that jewel. I think that's probably bumps him up a bit. It bumps him up a lot because um, I'd be having him probably two different rounds in the picks, otherwise. But I think that they'll be going very close to one another. I've got them valued pretty much like next to one another. Yeah, and that's and that's sort of where I've, I'm coming from. I think they're very close in in draft value wise. I think they both go probably round three in a ten man league. For you take, me, you take the halfback off off Kiri though, and I, I feel like you take yeah, it's an Kiri easy decision. And, yeah, for sure. I think you're taking Kiri in round four. Can I um, can I throw this in then? If we get to next Friday night, they're at Leichhardt Oval and Sam Walker doesn't go near the kicking tee, doesn't even look at it. Does that change? It does. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? I, I When I answered that question, I didn't actually put in the um, concussion stuff. That's actually a really fucking good point by Walker and something yeah. that we definitely have to take into consideration. It's, mm. not, it's, not, it's not as clear-cut for me, even if he doesn't kick. For me... I just see Luke Keary being more of the general of the side and, and you know, the Cooper, Cooper Cockrell, the Mitch Moses type players where, you know, they've matured into that rugby league player that, you know, they're re- on the field in real life as, you know, a half or five eight. They're a fantastic rugby league player. It's just not translating a lot to super coach points. I can see him getting towards that, whereas Sam Walker... He's still that kid that wants to put those cutout balls on, those bomb kicks, play for himself, play that. And and to be honest, with Kiri in the side, it allows him to be that player. So I sort of see that a little bit. And yes, you will get those low scores from Sam Walker, but you're also going to get those massive scores where he fucking puts on six try assists. Yeah. I think with yeah. Luke Kiri, he's the probably the a ceiling, safer the, option. The ceiling for Walker is almost unlimited. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, and that's that. The ceiling is definitely with Sam Walker, but with Kiri, I think, and people are looking at that, those those scores from last year, and they're getting a hard on. I, I just want people to have a look at, you know, bring the scores from twenty twenty in to the mix and have a look at him, and you'll probably get him, you know, at an average of about sixty eight. 
that's where I'm sort of value him around that 65. I think he'll probably average between 60 and 65, but the value lies in his duel and obviously the Roosters' strength of schedule, not what he's going to average. Like I'm not, I'm not getting hyped on him being, you know, you know, the third best averaging 5'8". I'm more hyped about him, you know, being a, a steady hand, a 60 to 65 average player with a really good strength of schedule that gives me flexibility in my side with that halfback dual 5'8". But if I want someone that's got that high ceiling, that excitability factor, that man crash factor that, you know, Walker, you, me and you talk a lot oh, about, yeah. like I'm yeah. going to be more excited about Sam Walker playing and, and if I've got him in, in my team, um, and it's going to be more enjoyable for me to to have Sam Walker on my side. So I give Sam Walker the slight edge, even if he doesn't have the goal kicking. If he has the goal kicking, it's a clear pick for me. I'll take Sam Walker over Luke Kiry every day of the week. But it's a very good conversation. I think they're very fucking close. Um, and there's going to be some decisions made in that round three um, for all drafts when you know, you're looking at these Roosters halves. It's... I mean, Roosters, how good do they look, boys? And I think realistically when it comes to these halves, I think you'll know by about round six or seven how the Roosters are going to play. And I, I think it will look a little bit different uh, to last year. And it'll be interesting to see how it impacts Sam Walker. Look, I I think bottom line, you're not going to make a mistake by getting either of them. No, I don't think so. And and, and, and the Roosters are still paying $1.80 to get top four. Stop it. Like, it's... I'll tell you what you can add uh, into that. Um, you know, bet bet your mortgage on is sharks to make the eight at two dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucking loose, isn't it? Yep, I've already bet both of them. I've bet I've bet roosters top four dollar eighty. I've bet sharks two dollars to make the eight. I've bet oh, roosters. I put the, I put the broncos. I put the second mortgage on the broncos at three dollars to make the eight. Did you, mate? Fuck, <laughs> you only just bought the house. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> okay wild man absolute wild man okay so we've talked about a lot of the guns here guru is there any sort of value plays here um i mentioned satili he's a nice value play but any sort of guys waiting in the wings that you're really you know excited about other than uh runa for turning uh to be honest with you mate I, I just think that there's been so many guys in this squad that got an opportunity last year that I don't think anyone really knew will pop up. Billy Smith is one to keep an eye on, but... The I think, unluckiest man in football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, mate, he's right up there with them. But I just... Even him, like, it's going to take a fair whack for him to get into this side because I think Sawali will probably be the next man up, realistically. Um, yeah. You know, and then there's... You know, I, I think wherever they have an injury in the spine, you probably see Connor Watson come in. Um, yep. If it's not him, it'll be Adam Kieran. So I just don't think there's going to be anyone new really pop up out of nowhere for the Roosters, unless you don't know Billy Smith and Atone, which, you know, people listening to this, they, they definitely will now. So I don't think there'll be any huge shocks. Can I just throw one more name out there to get your yes, please. thoughts? Uh, Victor Radley, he loses yeah. Hooker, which is a big kick in the dick, one of the bigger mm. kicks in the dick. Um, I mean... Right, there's the run home was really good for Rads, but I just, especially with what's in the side, I mean, you, you, if you have a look at his run home, his five game average to finish the season was 65. Um, in games that he plays 70 minutes or more, essentially, he's going 50 plus in, in nearly all of them. But I, I'm just not sure if the minutes will be there for him. They'll decrease for sure, I think. With yeah, Watson yeah. in the side, you would think that, you know, he gets a little bit of aggression with his minutes. I'm not really big on the link man for Supercoach-wise. I love them for rugby league. I love that ball-playing lock, buzzword guru, gets some movement. Mm. Um, 
But I'm just for Supercoach, I think they're one or two passes away from any points. And they just, for that, that fantastic link they have in the back line there that sort of squares up defense and puts the defense in two minds, you get no points for it. Um, and he's fantastic at it. He's one of the best um, in doing just that. The, just the thought out of, out of this bit of discussion and, and what you were saying before, Guru, about Watson potentially, if you can brain it in the first game. Do you think Watson's got the makings of like an 80-minute hooker i don't know if he's going to be an 80 minute i don't think, I don't think he has the motor no I, I i don't think he does but i mean fuck it mate if if watson gets an opportunity to play 55 minutes at hooker mm-hmm. um that's going to be dangerous because he just tackles his dick off and there will be offloads that will come his way and stuff uh we've got to remember the hooking spot is so dire like yeah you've got harry grant You've got McInnes, Brandon yeah. Smith, Marnie. And to be honest, all of them sort of have question marks about them. The only other guy that I'm really big on is Cook. It's Cook and Grant. And then there's question marks around the second tier guys. Then after that, it falls off a fucking cliff. So that's why, you know, I'm so big on Connor Watson because he's a gamble that just could come off and you could look like an absolute genius. Yeah, and this is where I also think, and, you know, as much as I sort of talked him down before, um, you know, if you do get deep into your into your draft, and you know Sam Verrills is is still sitting there, I, I wouldn't mind if, if if you don't have a hooker, I wouldn't mind grabbing him really late. I think a lot of people will be very off him. And as much as I'm saying, I think there's a world where Watson could wear the nine. I think it probably is more likely they keep him at the fourteen, and Sam Verrills does start there. He might only play, you know, fifty odd minutes, but you know, I, I'd be happy to back Verrills in to grab an attacking stat when this team is flying most weeks. Um, and this is this is you know I'm only talking about this because as you said, Natty, the hooker stakes are just fucked. It is desperateville, yeah. unbelievably. But uh, yeah, there's, there's probably other hookers I would look at. But if if you look around your comp and you're one of the last three or four guys in a deep league that doesn't have a hooker, I think you could do worse than Verrills. I, th- I think he has got upside. The um that, bringing up the point of views and um Verrills uh, brings up another point. There is always the option to auto emergency your hooker position. Okay. Um, I, it's a fair play this year. I, I, I really don't put much stock in Beryl's super coach ability. He's got a lot of ability and he's obviously um, he's obviously hooked his way into like a grand final. Nice. Um, that's that's definitely something that can't be can't be argued away. But I just think from a super coach perspective, I don't think he offers enough. Um, and I'd be I'd be looking at at auto-emergency in my, um, my hooker spot before I pick him up, to be fair. I, I think this year I know I'm going to auto-emergency hooker or halfback. I know one yeah. of them. I'm going to do it. I'll see what oh, comes mate, you're, along. You're in, a, you're in a 14-man league. Yeah, you're and mate, to, 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 to be honest with you, I've been, I've been doing this this for years. I pick one of those two spots where I just go, fuck it. I'm not going to bother. And, and you know, we always we always sit around and have a few beers after and talk about our draft teams. And, you know, I've been saying it for years and blokes just look at me and go... Are you mad? You can't leave a spot, but it's, you know, like Mate. if you've got a decent team, you can get away with it and then you can just yeah. plug it at the back the great of the strategy. season. Something will come up at some point yeah. where you'll be able to grab someone. I, you know, there was one year where I got fucking Brody Croft in the last round to play halfback and he went like a busted asshole, but he averaged 38. And there was guys that went in the first four rounds who averaged 50. It's 12 fucking points. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I don't, I don't understand the, the, the thinking, like, I, I ran all last year with Tom Dearden, who, you know what, like, he didn't do sensationally, but he came up with attacking stats here and there, and 
finished the season with a 42-point average. Um, you know, he, he, his five-round average to finish the season was 47, and he was a guy that no one wanted at any point. I got him very late in the draft, and I just held him there. Um, and, you know, that can pay dividends. if you Don't fill a spot for the sake of filling a yeah, spot. Yeah, exactly right. Don't, don't see a rush coming and shit the bed like everyone else in the room. Yeah, 100%. All right, boys. Like I said, we could talk about the Roosters for fucking days. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if I walk away from my draft with six Roosters players. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's going to be hard when I'm targeting the Roosters as well. There's got, look, everyone, everyone's everyone's going to be hard have a hard on with them, and yeah. rightly so. Right? Yeah. They're just very sexy, super coach wise as well. Not only for rugby league, but also for super. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.